16 minutes past eight on the last Money Talk before Christmas. And I'm pleased to welcome to the show uh, once again, Andrew Ferris, the CEO of Ecognosis Advisory. Uh, good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Uh, nice to have you on and also nice to have on Hal Zhu, Chief Economist at GTJAI. Uh, good morning, Hal. Good morning, James. Well, it's been an interesting week and uh, I guess a tail off following uh, the, all the talk about interest rates. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, rates at the moment, How? Well, I think, you know, basically the market has uh, pricing a uh, very aggressive um, rate cards uh, in the coming year from the Fed. But of course, you know, Mr. Powell uh, looks like a bit kind of hesitated to say that maybe uh, the Fed will only cut uh, by less than 100 basis points. Uh, but I think, you know, for now, the direction is clear. We are going to have a rate cut, uh, no matter, you know, what kind of a rate cut we'll have. So basically, if you look at the bond market, you know, they're, they're pricing a very aggressive rate cut and also everyone go to in you know, a rush to buy bonds. Uh, so I think, you know, for now, because the next FOMC meeting will be end of uh, next month, uh, so we can still celebrate the New Year and the Christmas, you know, before any bad news come in. So I think, you know, for now, let's uh, uh, embrace this kind of a bond rally uh, here from the markets. I'm, gr- I'm guessing, Andrew, that uh, you won't agree with that. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of agreement or disagreeing. Look, in the case of the Fed, uh, the next move clearly is going to be a cut. Okay? Now, when and how big, there is wide differences on that. Well, uh, you know, so it, it is, we are both arriving at the same position, except uh, we are starting perhaps from, di- from different points. My concern is, is, is slightly different. If you look at the four major central banks in the world, okay, the Fed uh, is uh, likely to be cutting the European Union is absolutely no catch for the time being. Okay, Japan is staying with negative, I repeat that, negative interest rates plus the near zero interest rates they have. And the People's Bank of China perhaps has cut reluctantly, but it's such small amounts that it is almost a glacial uh, glacial move. So a man from Mars looking at the four central banks, if asked, what is happening to interest rates, you say, ask me a country and I'll give you an answer. There is no, no trends. The Japanese are clearly insisting with, in inverted commas, cutting interest rates. The Fed will cut, but not yet. The European Union may be, might be, might be cutting the biggest bank of China. Effectively, hasn't moved. How? So there you are. How? How are you seeing uh, interest rates uh, across Asia moving in the next uh, few months? And um, Andrew, they're referring to Japan and China particularly. Well, I think you know everyone think about you know the 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 BOJ will tighten at some point, but they always disappoint us. Uh, basically, uh, I don't really care about BOJ anymore for now. You know, unless they really do something. You know. Uh, I think, you know, uh, for PBOC... But so isn't Japan always like that? Japan moves very slowly. It's, it, it doesn't leap forward. It doesn't make any big surprises, does it? Well, I think, you know, the market was uh, really surprised, you know, by uh, the, the kind of a divisionist uh, from the BOJ uh, over the past few meetings. Uh, the PBOC is very clear. You know, the Chinese economy is slowing. The property market is weakening. So basically, they have to cut. But the only thing, you know, uh, prevent uh, the PBOC from aggressive cutting is because, you know, they want to defend the Chinese currency. So I think, you know, uh, if you look at uh, the, the picture in China, it's very interesting because actually, you know, the local banks has cut the deposit rates, but, you know, the PBOC maintained that their lending rates unchanged for now. So I think, you know, maybe next year, 
if you know the Chinese yuan is not under so much kind of pressure to weaken, they will cut interest rates or continue to ease the monetary policy. But the more important thing is that you know, will these kind of easing be effective to help the economy as well as the prop- uh, property market? So I think you know all these kind of things will be big question mark in the markets. If you look at the Hansen Index, you know that the market has been a uh, you know uh, a big kind of uh, worry worry. Worried about you know the economic momentum in China, but also you know they are also wait to see the real kind of if real kind of a, a impact or wait to see the, uh, the the kind of economic activity to really kind of warming up uh, in in China. Mm. So I think you know that's what happening uh, in, in in Asia for now. Andrew, what can what can we expect? You think in terms of additional support in China uh, for the economy? There are you are you seeing much on that front? Not really. Uh... To the extent that the PBOC has uh, actually pumped in more liquidity but did not aggressively cut interest rates is, is par for the cost. And actually it makes uh, complete one-on-one economic sense. You can either control the quantity or the price. Okay, so the PBOC decided to control the quantity rather than the price by leaving interest rates alone. Or in other words, cutting them by, 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 by no, not even 25 basis points. The last cut was about 10 basis points. It was very small, very small movements, if I remember well. Uh, the rest of uh, the issues is uh, selective credit injections on the property sector, and uh, the rest of it was left alone. Actually, with the banks cutting interest rates, it seems counterintuitive by cutting interest rates on deposits Presumably, they are pushing people away from saving and into consumption. And again, this does not make a great deal of sense because the issue is not that there is not enough money, there is not enough confidence. And that, of course, is reflected in big, huge capital neon letters when it comes to property. You know, one, one cannot, cannot move away from that, that the single biggest market is still going down, and that's the property sector in China. How you're looking at the property market, I'm sure. What are your thoughts there? Well, I think, you know, the government has been uh, working out uh, a lot of kind of uh, uh, policies to support uh, the property market. So I think, you know, now it's big kind of, uh, uh, kind of time, you know, we have to wait because uh, it's winter, and uh, before the Chinese New Year, or even during the Chinese New Year, the market is relatively uh, soft uh, during uh, this kind of a so-called, you know, quarter seasons. So I think, you know, uh, of course, the government has done quite a lot, uh, but on the, other, on the other hand, we haven't seen really kind of a, a momentum pick up, especially in the in the new home market. Uh, so I think, you know, uh, for the market, you know, in the short term, we still have to wait for another kind of two or three months to see, you know, all these kind of things will make, will these kind of things make sense. And the other thing is that, you know, I talk to a lot of investors. The most important thing for them is not short term. The most important thing for them is that, you know, what kind of a level of the new home sales will be the new kind of equilibrium uh, for the China's markets. So I think, you know, that's kind of more important. Of course, you know, we may have to, you know, uh, wait for another kind of a couple of years to see that. Uh, but anything to help us or help investors to figure out uh, this kind of a level or even a, a kind of rough level will be uh, will be very helpful. So I think, you know, uh, all these kind of things are, are kind of, uh, you know, uh, basically the uh, the question marks for the markets and also uh, our analysts. Uh, but have to say, uh, in short, the market, the property market, still remain weak. 
remain is, weak in China. Is there going to be any more bad news from the property market? Are we going to see any more developers uh, under stress, do you think? Well, I think, you know, that's not bad news. That's all kind of expected, you know, uh, especially in the, you know, relatively uh, small kind of developers. Uh, basically, maybe the more kind of uh, uh, defaults uh, can't be, can be expected. I think the market has uh, more or less uh, kind of priced in that. Uh, I think, you know, the more important thing is that, you know, how the property sales uh, will be will be alike in the coming few years or even coming quarters uh, to help the help investors to come up with kind of uh, more kind of uh, uh, confidence to say, okay, right. the market has bottomed out. I think, you know, that level or that kind of uh, thing we're still uh, a kind of uh, a bit kind of distant from us for now. Andrew, turning to um, to currencies for a moment. I mean, we've been following obviously very closely the dollar yen over the past few months. But uh, are there other currencies that are worth looking at at the moment? Would you say? Yeah, very much the Aussie. The Aussie has gone up uh, in the last month and a half from point sixty three to point sixty eight, and keeps rising. And this is being propelled for two reasons. One is is that. Uh, the Reserve Bank of Australia has not clearly said they are done with increasing interest rates and uh, they are arming and arming over the true, let's say, uh, trend of inflation. And, of course, very quietly, okay, commodities haven't overreacted to the COP28 and Australia is, of course, a major exporter of coal and of natural gas. Now, both of them, strictly speaking, should have been hit with a declaration that this is the end of the of the fossil fuels and the other is no it isn't okay effectively they have been given an extremely an extremely long lease of life so all this is very very bullish for the aussie and also if this was to happen any flickering of an improvement in the chinese economy is always very good because china is of course the single biggest export market for australia so aussie is doing very well and it could easily hit 70 and over but that's a little bit of, a, of an aberration because, as I said, it is driven both the differential against the U.S. dollar and the fact that the commodity sector, and particularly the fossil fuels commodity, hasn't been that bad. Uh, how are you keeping an eye on the currencies? What, what are you th- feeling around the dollar at the moment? I think, you know, for me is that, you know, dollar is uh, weakening. Uh, our dollar is uh, falling like stone. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, it will this will be remain to be weak uh, in this month or I think in the ne- next few weeks. But for next year, I think, you know, the dollar weakness is not, you know, uh, guaranteed because, uh, of course, we're talking about the federal cut interest rates, but also the ECB will cut. Uh, at some point, uh, the BOJ might not be in that kind of hawkish uh, next year as well. So I think, you know, relatively speaking, uh, the dollar will be, or the market will see the value of dollar uh, at some point. I think probably for me, it will be uh, Q1 next year or, or even early next year. Or, I mean, January next year. Uh, so basically, uh, in, the, in, the, in the short term, of course, you know, we are going to see some kind of further dollar weakness. Uh, I think, you know, the market will be a bit kind of quiet uh, next month, uh, next week, uh, because of the holidays. Uh, but uh, going into uh, next year, I don't really, I'm not so uh, bearish on dollar, because uh, right. I have to say that we still, the dollar has still relatively high interest rates. A few closing comments on the dollar from yourself, uh, Andrew. Do you, are you tracking it at the moment? Yes, indeed. 
whilst if, I'm afraid the differentials among the four major banks are literally all over the place to the extent that, yes, the Fed may cut, but the European Union may not cut yet. Well, that's, that's bullish for the euro, bearish for the US dollar. Bank of Japan keeps zero interest rates that bearish for the yen, bullish for the US dollar. And uh, the Chinese yen, of course, is, is effectively guided currency. But again, the interest rate differentials are not there. So I'm afraid, God, I, I sound like an economist. You know, on one hand, yes, but on the other. <laughs> Uh, the, the two things, you have one bullish, one bearish view to the, to the U.S., but overall, so far, the markets have been selling off the U.S. dollar. But uh, as Hal said, perhaps this is a little bit premature to say that we have established a trend. Right. Oh, my God, what an embarrassing conclusion <laughs> to give you. Andrew Ferris is the CEO of Ecognosis Advisory. Andrew, thank you for joining us, and also thank you to Hao Zhu, uh, Chief Economist at GTJAI.